So I actually um, thought that I would write a book um, with this particular blog post. Um, I, I thought it up several months ago. Um, it's entitled um, Anti-Gasm, How to Kill a Marriage in Five Easy Steps. Um, it was as my husband and I were working through different things that we've recognized have really like stolen our peace and our happiness in our marriage. And, um, and so either way, one day I thought, well, why am I going to wait to write it to a book? I'm just going to turn it into a blog post. And, um, and it's really taken off with, a uh, you know, it's birthed a lot, a lot more ideas for, for other blog posts that, that have been very powerful to my spirit. And I pray that they're, that they'll empower yours as well. Uh, so this one is entitled Antigasm, How to Kill a Marriage in Five Easy Steps. Number one, always put your partner's feelings ahead of your own. Number two, stay together for the children no matter how bad it gets. Number three, voice your point of view as often as you can and as loud as you can, no matter the resistance you face. Four, promise to stay no matter how miserable you become. Five, settle for orgasms only produced through sexual intercourse. For most Americans who are raised in a tra traditional home, meaning one mom, one dad, and X num number of children, the list above seems pretty legit. Am I wrong? I personally was raised by two wonderful humans who happened to be male and female, who loved me and took me to church. But are we still living in an age that this traditional model is believed to be the right one? Oh, I know this plot post will likely receive some of the most resistance yet, but truthfully, maybe it's about time that we push past the resistance as we take a look at the fruit of the system of traditional values we've been following after for generations. Statistically, traditional marriage isn't the wisest choice. COVID helped to reveal a slew of mental health issues that didn't magically arise. They have been here all along. Fear just brought them to the surface. Mass shootings were here before COVID, but they are another tra tragic result of the mental health crisis that has been on the rise for more than a decade. I, for one, am ready for a radical change that will bring unity, community, and love like we have yet to see in our lifetimes. Historically, the greatest movements of powerful change didn't come like a soft and quiet wind. Historically, many people suffer and die, wars are fought and won, and battlefields are left bloody from lives sacrificed in the name of freedom. If we are miserable in our marriages, our jobs, our relationships, our churches, our family, are we truly free? I desire freedom that brings the kind of peace my husband suggested, peace that passes all understanding, Philippians 4 verse 7. I desire freedom that breaks the chains keeping us from living our highest potential as our truest selves. I desire happiness for me, my family, and for every reader of this post. If these fruits currently elude your life, please don't lose hope. Spirit is moving and desires to offer you these fruits and so much more. I realize the road to this freedom may start with only a few brave souls, but I am hopeful that humanity is ready to journey to a higher state of living, the kind promised by Jesus when he said, greater things than I have done, you will do, John 14, 12. I don't think he was suggesting we wouldn't have to change or that things would be nice and neat and comfortable. I do believe he was guiding us to abundance, abundance in love, compassion, healing, hope, 
peace, and community that will actually transform us from the inside out. Together, we will transform the world and it all begins with stepping outside the box. What does that look like? Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I have lived a relatively uneventful, but lavishly blessed life and truly have experienced very little trauma. I've always known my parents loved me and I have never feared for my life. But I realize in a world of 7 billion people, my story is actually a minority. So how can any of us take a look at what I'm suggesting and say what it should look like? Can any of us, without walking in one another's shoes, be certain of how we should live? I'm here to say definitively that the answer is no. Every individual is a story that has and will adapt to life in the best way we know how. This means it will all look different, every single one of us. I will not live in a box that the world has set before me, and I encourage every reader to be determined to find their own path to peace and happiness. Heaven knows happiness blooms from within. How can we ever truly find it but by depending on others to be the scale on which we try to find balance? You are safe. You are loved. You are provided for. Please don't settle for the shape that the world would try like to mold you into. You are far too, too magnificent to stay a square, a circle, or a triangle if you feel more like a star. In a world of traditional shapes, be a squiggly line. You're the only one that lives in your exact shape. If the outside world looks at you funny, just sing a little louder and dance a little crazier. After all, life is worth living and far too precious to settle for surviving. For just surviving. I'm excited on this journey. I am excited for this journey on which I am only beginning to embark upon. I will enjoy taking you along for the ride if you choose to tune in to journey along with me. Peace, love, and blessings from my heart to yours. Oh goodness, what will tomorrow bring? Please enjoy this amazing song called Clay, uh, Clay by Grace Vanderwall. It is one of my favorites. At the end of this blog post, I posted um, a video of Grace Van Vanderwall's song Clay. Um, I encourage you to look it up and listen to it. It's beautiful. Thank you for listening.